0: everyone thanks for joining
1: us on the GYST podcast where we discuss topics to help you get your shit
0: together.
1: Hello everyone and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast also known as get your Shit Together. Thank you very much for stepping in and saying that lovely word for us Glenn. What word did I say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Not going
0: to get me. We will eventually get you. Maybe for the 200th episode. That's coming up soon. Which is the very next recording. Oh my God. Rohit's going to say shit on the (sighs) 200th, people. Mark it down on the calendar. All right. Well, let's get started then, Glenn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So ladies and gentlemen, one of the things that kind of got me thinking about this was the last episode that we recorded with Glenn, and we were kind of talking about how we took how he recognized that he needed kind of a mental timeout and he took that break. And so one of the things that we've mentioned on air a couple of times, this is from my 30 day life reset program, is that when you don't know what to do, and I'm not talking about necessarily meeting with a difficult decision, but it could be something even as simple as you're bored and don't know what to do. Uh, So it's all extremes, but when you don't know what to do, your subconscious will do one of three things, something that is pleasurable, something that is convenient or something that is comfortable. And on this episode, what I wanted to focus on specifically was the things that are pleasurable. And with that, what do you do when you realize that you kind of need to pull back and, and stop being in one of these zones the quote that i thought of was um pleasure versus pain and so glenn that's what i want to talk about today is at what point are you participating in pleasure so much that without realizing it it's causing you pain
0: oh that one's that's actually a very good question well i thank you Um, i think i think a lot of us could relate to this um eating Mm, I mean, we mm-hmm. all love we all love good food, right? And it's very pleasurable to eat it. And it's not always good to eat it a lot. All <laughs> 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 right. Too much yeah. of a good thing is a bad thing. That that is a saying and that's there's a reason it's it's an actual proverb out there for people. Um Too much cake is a bad thing, you know, you gain weight, you get fat, and then mm-hmm. you have health problems. So yes, you can you can see that as a good example of too much of this pleasurable experience ends up hurting you in the long run. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's, it's so important to, to know that because when you are doing something pleasurable, it feels good. You have certain chemicals that get released. It's addictive. It becomes cyclical. You do it because it makes you feel good, not because it hurts you. But if you participate in that for so long that it causes you negativity, such as Glenn talked about food, the result is you're not going to be healthy. You're going to be overweight. For me, it was TV. And you know that, that's something that I've mentioned a couple times before, uh, where right now working from home. My office is where I do all my projects, 30 day life reset, GYST, uh cream motivation, the the videos, the, you know, everything, the marketing company. But right now being in quarantine, this is also where I do my normal job. And for me, it was becoming so I as soon as my work day was over, I did not want to come back and work on my projects, the things that I love, the things that I'm passionate about. I just wanted to get as far away from this place as possible. And for me, that was just going downstairs to take a little bit of a time out. But then I'd start watching TV. And before you know it, then you know Christina got, gets done with her day and she'd come down and watch TV as well. And it just wasn't something that I wanted to participate because it's so s- simple and easy for me to fall into that trap. And so what I would do is I started reading instead. And so during this quarantine, I think I've read about six, seven different books, but I found a way to still spend time with her, still be away from the office, take that time out, but do something productive. And whereas before I still had those few hours where I would be downstairs, but before I wasn't gaining anything from it. It was watching TV. It was an escape. Now I'm doing something positive. I'm reading personal development books. I'm learning how to do new things, new skills. I'm improving myself. And that's the important thing: is we need to realize that when we don't know what to do, our subconscious is going to fill that void in with something that's pleasurable. And if we stay in that area for so long, it's going to hurt us. And so, Glenn, what are your experiences with this? Like, when when do you realize, you know, uh, I got to shy away from this because this thing that I was using as an escape or or to you know have some sort of pleasure in my life it's starting to become something that I'm becoming dependent on and is causing me some pain. You
0: know, I think I'm in the same boat as you when it comes to the office because my office used to be the place where I'd edit my videos. It was more of a, I don't know, escape room in the past. Well, now it's definitely turned into a work room. I haven't edited any videos in this room since. Um, I haven't posted any of my usual videos from my stream on here um i don't know I, i've i've kind of recognized that this room has turned into a negative view and i had to find a different way to to still do the things that i i'm passionate about um without losing the feeling right yeah and um i don't know the, the thing i realized is you know i, I was sitting in this room and eating my meals in here trying to make this room as pleasurable as possible well that's not what the purpose of the room is for now uh, for now I mean I had to find a way to separate this from my life to make it a little bit more uh, the rest of my life more pleasurable and <laughs> the work part work. yeah uh, so it's it's definitely a, a challenge for me in separating the the pleasurable from the work and and the work from the pleasurable and trying to keep from overindulging in the pleasurable.
1: And so what are some things that you recognize that could be approaching the dangerous area for you when it comes to pleasurable things?
0: Ah, well, since my job is, you know, one of those eight to five jobs, right? Um, And I'm stuck in an office that happens to have internet connectivity. Um, I happen to have an extra Xbox in there, a big TV in there. I found that I could spend my time watching, you know, funny YouTube videos or playing video games instead of doing my job. And that could hurt my career, which will end up hurting my life.
1: But... So I I guess what, what I'm wondering more is in your personal time. So not necessarily, you know, where you should be dedicating work time, are you doing something else that's becoming a distractor? I mean, in your personal
0: life, in your personal time. In my personal life, there are times when I'll notice that I'm doing things that are um, pleasurable or comfortable rather than things that are beneficial to myself. Um, Especially around food. You know, I, In the past, and I've actually been pretty good at this lately, but in the past, you know, I got those Chicago deep dish pizzas shipped to my house. I'd have gone through, you know, six of them in six days. Um, But how long ago has it been that I I got those pizzas that, that we discussed, Rohit? Yeah, it's been a while. I've still got four of them in my freezer. It's been a while, so it's less than one a week. Yeah. I've, I've just realized that, you know, if I were to go through all those, it, it would have a negative impact on my health, especially as we're not able to go out and do as much as we normally would do.
1: It's valuable to know when you are doing something that is distracting you from life. And often because things... That we're drawn to uh, make us feel good we tend to want to stay there because anytime you get started on something it's very difficult one of the most difficult things to do in just physics is to take an object that's not moving and propel it forward and the same thing is true when it comes to our own lives it's easy for us to sit on the couch and not take action And there are certain things that we all say that we want to do, but making that first step is the most difficult one. And a perfect example that I can speak of on my personal side is when I talked about running, Sam and Kyle took the time out to help me learn how to run, to get the right shoes. They helped me, you know, know where to go and how to go and, and all that kind of stuff. And it'd been about four years and I still hadn't done anything until recently. And when I first started running, when I took that first step, it was so awkward. I wasn't sure if I was doing it right. I didn't know when to stop and when to walk. It was just such a mess. But I struggled through and next day, repeated it, next day, repeated it. And it just kept on getting easier and easier. But that first step was the most difficult because that's when you question everything. It's not necessarily uh, what am I going to give up by doing this? It's, do I know enough about this activity to do it? And that's, you know, I guess in, in your world, Glenn, it's like the first time playing a video game. You're lost for the first few minutes until you know, you know, what the outlook is like, how to play the game, what the heads up displays are, you know, what the emission is, what, end goal is how to enjoy the game there's so many things that you don't know when you first pop in that disc and then you start playing it and it's awkward for the first five six times but then you kind of get the hang of it you know what you're doing and then all of a sudden that's where the pleasure comes from
0: is that kind of your experience as well definitely um the pleasure comes in when i'm actually solving a problem i like to solve problems I, i like to uh Make things happen. Be creative with, with you know, in particular video games, right? That's why there's a game that I like that you could never, f- you know, you never enjoyed watching me play, oddly enough, Minecraft. Mm. I can go and in also, and, and just create anything I want. There's no yeah, rules. Right. There's no set mission, no set guidelines. It's here's a sandbox, people. Do what you want to do. Yeah. And, and for me, it's, well... I, I see what other people's you know, what other people do in this game and i'm like well how the heck did they do that and can i one up that i make it a competition with myself can i make this and then make it better mm-hmm. that's where i find the pleasure in, in video games um, in you know competitive games it's not hey can i destroy the competition it's more like do I have competition is there someone better that I can try and beat uh you spoke about video games earlier how do you
1: still enjoy that like how are is that is video games for you becoming a trap if not already right
0: now no um mainly because I don't play them often enough anymore um as a matter of fact, you know, I just recently had to take a day off work just so I could be able to play them and clear my mind. Right? Um, I hadn't had that mental release or that 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 escape or that that me time that I needed. Um, but it it could be it could very easily become a trap, and I know in the past it had been a trap for me um, when I had no other responsibilities other than you know just. Getting up, going to work, coming home, playing video games. Hey, mom, is there anything in the freezer that I can cook? <laughs> That's yeah. that, that, Those kind of days are well behind me for for video games. Um, it's no longer an entrapment because I, I've I've kind of forced myself to be one of those things to look forward to rather than something to do every day there are certain signs that you need to look for when a
1: behavior is becoming too much when what you're doing in your free time that that is an enjoyable activity for you maybe starts taking over a little bit too much and a danger that i think we don't necessarily think about is If you do something often enough because you find enjoyment out of it, at what point does it take the magic away from it? And one of the things that I've heard a lot of people who start off smoking weed is the more you do it, it just becomes a a part of who you are. And you've lost that magic. You've lost that high because now you're just existing. Your daily life is high. And so it's no longer a kind of impromptu or scheduled break reality to experience something out of the norm. Now it's just a part of your daily routine. And there are other extremes of this as well. So Glenn already mentioned people who might be eating too much. Uh, We talked about TV, but also fitness can be another thing. See when it, comes to enjoying something so with so much pleasure that it takes the it it's adding the pain it's not necessarily a negative thing if you are spending all your time working out and that's what you live and eat and breathe is just constantly being in that mindset of needing an exercise and needing to lose weight and, and uh you know five more pounds it becomes toxic and i think that's really what is at the heart of all this is when you are doing something pleasurable at what point can it become toxic for you it's no longer just that time out but it's something that's actually hurting you uh glenn what are some other ways that you've seen or you know people that you've known have have gone through or experienced where it started off you know not that big of a deal but
0: it took a took a turn i've got a couple of examples you know Diets, for instance, you know, everyone goes on a diet because it's going to be beneficial to their lives. Um, But, you know, as soon as they reach their target weight, they go right back into eating everything they did before. And what happens? They gain it all back plus some. And then it's harder for them to lose weight. Or, uh, you know, you mentioned weed. It's kind of interesting. You know, I've got a friend that I play video games with every once in a while that says he started smoking weed to mellow out and and calm down, but I've never known him to be calm in any video game he's ever played. (laughs) And he smokes while he's playing, so it's kind of interesting. I'm like, dude, are you really mellowed out? It's like, you know, when you actually look at it, no, I guess I haven't been mellow in years. I'm like, well, how long have you been smoking? (laughs) Every day for the last 20 years, Oh. Okay, what do you mean every day? Well, multiple times a day. <laughs> okay. Um, it might be a little bit of a problem then. Now your body's gotten so used to it, it no longer releases those fun endorphins that can either benefit your relaxation or uh, your mental clarity or your, your, uh, your health. But it starts... I don't know, just becoming part of what you need to function. Yeah, that's tough.
1: It's what okay, so here's a question for you. So what are some ways where we can turn this around? Maybe if you still need that escape, but maybe you can do something differently, try something new, experience something new. What are, what are some ways that, that you, Glenn, have found
0: a way to explore? See, that's another challenge. Um, When it comes to, let's say, you know, foods have gotten pretty comfortable for me for years, right? Um, Every once in a while, I do try different foods. Um, When I first met Rohit, I had never tried Indian food. Can attest to that. And I've probably been uh, eating more Indian food now than... And um the Chinese food that I love so much. <laughs> it's been a while, you know. I, I do enjoy Indian food. Um, but uh yeah, you know, just trying different things. It's not enough. You know, you've got to you've got to challenge yourself to try something that you you're not sure of. You know, it seems like, you know, these people have fun with it. Well, okay, I'm not too sure about it. Just go out and try it. Mm -hmm. If you don't like it, (laughs) awesome. Don't do it again. Go out and try something new after that. Yeah.
1: And so you're, you're talking about just not falling into a routine. Don't let yourself fall into a routine. And that's very easy to do at restaurants. Very. You tend
0: to go to the same restaurants. You tend to order the same items. Yep. Arroz con pollo is one of my favorite dishes to order at any Mexican restaurants I go. I've actually branched out from there. I've tried fajitas. I've I've gotten kind of fond of some fajitas, by the way. Uh, Mm -hmm. Chinese food used to be just simple orange chicken or sesame chicken and rice. I enjoy quite a bit for Chinese food now. Sushi I was never a fan of growing up. I've gotten quite fond of sushi. Yeah. And that happened on a dare. Someone dared me to try sushi. Like, okay. Oh, that's that's
1: fantastic. So yeah. Uh You're laughing like you're making fun of me now. Come on. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> just um you're you're right. You know it's it's easy to fall into those same routines and same traps when it comes to food because food is such a pleasurable thing. When the quarantine over here in Washington was a, you know, it just became a little bit more relaxed. For the weekend, uh, Christine and I went to a restaurant for the first time. And during quarantine, we made a list of all the places that we wanted to go. Uh, once quarantine was over. And it was all new places. We wanted to explore new places. And so as soon as quarantine was up, I said, you get to pick where we go. And she picked the Mongolian Grill place we always go to. So uh, we we find comfort in that. But I think the thing that frightens us is we know what we like. And if we try something new, we may not like it. And so when you're faced with that, what do you tell yourself to
0: kind of go beyond that I think it's a little bit deeper than just being afraid that we won't like it right I think it's it comes down to a fear of you know what if I don't like it I've wasted my time always comes down to time because our time is so limited on on this planet Mm -hmm. and we want to make every moment that we can a pleasurable experience especially when it's something that we're trying for the first time Um, that is true Yep, yep. So for me, every once in a while, I will just say, you know, let's screw it. I'm going to let Rohit choose the restaurant. <laughs> 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 and he always shocks mm. me with something different when it's not Taco Bell.
1: Yeah. Mm. Well, this has been a interesting episode. We start off just kind of talking about when you do something pleasurable at what point is it negatively impact you the, the pleasure versus the pain and Glenn and I both kind of shared our own experiences as well as different ways that you need to be aware of that. Maybe you're exhibiting these same behaviors and it's, you know, causing you maybe not to make the most of life and not explore as much as you would like to. So Glenn, I think that's about it for me, buddy
0: i'm amazed man i know you can talk for a while too
1: yeah we uh only are given a half hour (laughs) by by kyle kyle says any more than than that and you know he's gonna let us have it
0: so and he is sitting in the background just looking at us i'm sure Well, (laughs) he's looking at a screen with our names on it (laughs) oh boy all right well
1: ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us on the GYC podcast and uh, we look forward to entertaining you with the very next episode, which uh, is going to be episode 200. We gotta we gotta start planning that, Glenn, and you know do something a little special for the, the for the three of us. How about if we animate it? All right. Well, with that <laughs> we, we'll start a
0: we'll start a GoFundMe because I'm sure it's pretty expensive. <laughs> Not at all. I'm actually doing that stuff for work right now, and it's quite easy. Well, there we go. Glenn is going to animate us. I can't wait to see what Kyle ends up looking like. Especially if we're still using this uh, podcast tool that you've introduced us to. Yeah.
1: Cool. All right. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on another edition of the GYST podcast. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.